Welcome to Series 2 of the Purple Rainbow Pancreatic Cancer Podcast. I'm Leslie Goodburn and I decided to develop the podcast after the death of my husband Seth from pancreatic cancer. I wanted to help others understand the disease, its impact, the work that goes on every day to find treatments and hopefully one day a cure. Throughout the series you'll be accompanied by me and my friend Charlotte Foster from Charlotte Foster Productions and we'll talk all about the aspects of the disease from biology to emotional and physical impact. Along the way we'll meet patients, families, doctors, nurses, oncologists, researchers, lots of different people with varied and different interesting experiences of the disease. The podcast will be frank about the reality of the disease. They will show the commitment and dedication of people working to support a breakthrough in a cancer where survival rates have barely changed in the last 50 years. But they will also focus on the love, the community of support and personal stories of those whose lives are affected. So join us on our second journey of discovery via the Purple Rainbow Pancreatic Cancer Podcasts, made in memory of Seth Goodburn. Welcome to the first episode of 2020 for the Purple Rainbow Pancreatic Cancer Podcast. You were pleased to know this episode was celebrating. Yep, a team of nurses from Pancreatic Cancer UK have been given the Silver Chief Nursing Officer Award by Ruth May, the Chief Nursing Officer for England. Now, it's thought this team could well be the first charity team to be recognised in this way. So it's really exciting. The Silver Award recognises those people who go above and beyond the expectations of the role. Well, I'm very pleased to say I managed to speak to Ruth, who's been quite busy recently, uh, about the award. I have three priorities that I set out as my vision at my summit uh, in March 2019. Uh, The first was we're going to concentrate on workforce. The second was we're going to also have massive pride in our profession and celebrate um, nurses and midwives. And the third was we have uh, Team CNO, hashtag Team CNO, which was for me around how we have shared leadership and a collective voice. And the awards are part of that second um, priority for me about how we recognise our nurses and midwives who are exceptional in what they do, their breadth of their skill, the depth of their expertise and their sheer um, knowledge and professionalism. And I wanted to make sure that we did that. And so one of the ways of doing it, all sorts of ways we're doing, it's part of the year, the nurse now in 2020. But back in March last year, I launched my CNO Silver and Gold Awards, which was to say thank you. It's about recognising uh, the talent and the extraordinary leadership um, of nurses of my profession. What was it about the guys from the Pancreatic Cancer UK and, and the Pancreatic Cancer nurses themselves that really stood out for you? Well, I've given um, just over 100 of these awards out now in the last year, myself and the Chief Midwifery Officer, Jackie Dunkley-Bent. And we've always looking for people that have a, a lasting positive input, uh, impact on our profession and the people that they serve. We're looking for people that are um, doing, doing uh, innovative 
um, care, innovative um, communications, people that are doing just the most extraordinary jobs. And Pancreatic Cancer UK nurses are just doing that. They are caring for people at the time um, of most profound need, caring and supporting their families and friends as they come into terms with the diagnosis. But they're doing it with a massive skill base, expertise and depths of knowledge behind them. These are truly specialist practitioners and I wanted to say thank you to them. And I've spoken to a couple of them and they say, and we'll hear from them as well, but they say just how special it is to be recognised. It's obviously not what they're doing it for, but just to have that recognition as well. And you mentioned about how how important it is to recognise. But when you see the people getting those awards, how does it make you feel as well? Well, it's quite a moving emotional experience Um, for me as much as it is for some of these people. it's a huge privilege uh, in my role to do my role. It's a huge privilege to be able to say thank you. They're two words that we don't always say often enough. And um, I wanted to have a mechanism to say thank you. And I recognize the enormous contribution that you make for our profession. And I've had people cry. I had people shake. Um, Jackie's even had somebody dance. Um, but the most important is is it gives me the opportunity to say thank you. And I recognise the value and the worth you have for my profession. And also these guys are charity-based nurses uh, or a charity-based team as well. And how important is it to recognise the work that charities do for supporting, obviously, um, as part of the NHS, as part of the sort of the wider the wider picture? Oh, nurses um, across England working in all sorts of settings um, are eligible to get these awards. Um, so a care home, um, people working in a prison, people working in a custody suite, people working in all sorts of the charity settings, you know, Macmillan, um, all sorts of Diabetes UK, whatever it is, I am looking to uh, recognise and to thank all of our nursing colleagues for doing that. Um, now, pancreatic cancer does have a, a a big place in my heart. My dad uh, would have died February the 5th, um, 2015, so five years ago in a couple of days' time, uh, from pancreatic cancer. And uh, I know from first hand the value that uh, uh, people have in time to talk with the massive expertise and clinical contribution and do you know what my dad never saw a pancreatic cancer nurse specialist and I wish he had. I was going to mention about your dad and how this must have a special place in your heart. Um, Mm. I've thankfully never been directly affected by pancreatic cancer but doing these podcasts has certainly brought me you know to part of the the community and it's a really special community, much like every sort of uh, you know, community is, but it's a really special community and one no one wants to be part of. But once you're part of it, it does almost feel like a family, doesn't it? It does. It's an odd thing to say. And you're absolutely right. No one does want to be part of this family because it's an awful, dreadful disease. But I have to recognise and pay tribute to Leslie. Leslie's campaign about Seth's legacy is it's awesome. You know, uh, I was able to um, support 
that with uh, my views and my thoughts about um, what happened to my dad um, and how he was dying and the enormous comfort I got from being able to sing and to play to him as he was dying. But all of that, you know, all of her work is just hugely fantastic, amazing lady. In the year of the nurse uh, and midwife, 2020 gives us a huge opportunity to really celebrate and recognise our nurses and midwives. And I'm delighted to be in Chief Nursing Officer for England post where I have the privilege to do just that. Well, two of the nurses who were recognised in that team of eight are Jenny Jones, who's the longest serving member of the support line, which is run by Pancreatic Cancer UK. In fact, she's been there since day one. And also Emma Kidd. She's a regional nurse in the Midlands and the East who works to support education and awareness within the nursing community. I managed to get hold of them both and spoke to them earlier. It was an, an honour to receive the award. It was something that we, well, I didn't know, and I know Jenny didn't know that we were, were going to be receiving. So quite shocked at the time to get the recognition. Um, but also a, a great honour to be recognised for the work we do and with the girls on the support line as well and um, for the great work that they do. Jenny? I think we were told that we needed, everyone needed to be around for this <laughs> announcement and we, we had absolutely no idea whatsoever that it was relevant to us, we'd absolutely no clue. Um, we've been um, nominated by the Patient and Care Advisory Board. And um, so it was, as Emma said, shock, shocking like, to hear that this was what the big sort of reveal was all about. And um, I was very taken aback, I have to say. Um, wouldn't have ever looked for an award and have ever expected an award and certainly not of this nature anyway so um yeah very pleased to um be recognized um and but you know a real honor to have been nominated even see now the pair of you being quite um as i'd imagine to be you know quite of like not laid back about it but you're not bigging yourselves up in the same way that the people that use your services would so i've got a couple of quotes here that were part of the award submission for you guys so i'm going to read them to you and i just want your reactions this is what people who've used the service say it was your charity that made such an amazing difference to us at the time of my dad's diagnosis your on-hand nurses gave me and my family such enormous support and advice that kept us going during a terrifying and heartbreaking time here's another one Without your help, we would have been lost, frightened, and wouldn't have known what to do or who to talk to at this time. You are an absolute godsend. I feel for the first time in nine months that we have, ha- we have hope and that we have options to move forward with. So that was what was part of the, uh, the submission for you guys. How does that feel? It's very humbling. Very humbling, to be honest. I mean, to us, we're doing a job and, you know, although obviously we want to do our job well, it is our job to do what we do and provide the service that we provide. Those comments are very humbling now. I think they just show the reason why we do do this. Um, because we know that there are struggles out there for people. And one, having the support line and being able to t- talk to people about the support line and, and letting also letting health professionals know that the support line is there too 
to support them. I think it's really important. So I feel a bit stuck for words when you hear when you comments like that. It's really hard to react to stuff like that because yeah. I know you're just as you both say you're just doing your job but there's more to it than just doing your job this is a job that you've got to care about a lot as well it's not a, a normal yeah. nine to five it's not, a, it's not a day to day i'll just go to work i'll switch off and then that's it there's a purpose at the end of the day and the reason why we do this is to help people out there who may be getting a a service that shouldn't be um the best way to put it or they're not receiving the service they should be getting basically so to be able to have the support line there and but also talking to people out there who are looking after these people to be able to educate them. I think it's a really important part of, of my role and also Jenny's role. Kath is a member of the Patient and Carer Board at Pancreatic Cancer UK, and that's who nominated the team of nurses for that recognition. Her partner, Jonathan, died from pancreatic cancer in 2014. And I spoke to Kath about how she got involved with the charity I use two things. I use the discussion forum, which is on the um, PCUK website, which I thought was fantastic. And I also use the the support line, although I never actually ran them. It was always on email. But they were, um, yeah, they were just so fantastic, so responsive. I mean, you know, and made such a massive difference, both to me as a carer um, and to Jonathan. Well, Jonathan never had any direct contact with himself, so it was always me. But occasionally I'd read about an email or something like that, um, particularly if you'd been worrying about something. or And so I'd re- read out the email that I'd had back from one of the nurses and always quite buoyed him, really. So, yeah, no, it's great just knowing that there was somebody else there because it's quite, you know, especially because it's not the most common of cancers. So you can feel quite isolated because you don't necessarily know anybody else who's had it or is going through something similar. How did you first find out about the support that was offered? Um, It was when, well, Jonathan was diagnosed just before Christmas. Um, And so the first appointment that he had had to be delayed because of Christmas. And so I just spent that time looking online and that's how I found the website um, and then it was a little while after that where he had, I think he'd just started treatment and he'd developed, got a bit of an achy arm um, and actually it turned out to be a blood clot in his arm, which is quite a common thing with pancreatic cancer. Um, but I'd gone online and had found, I just found the, um, I can't remember if it was the number, it was, I think it was just email, um, the, you know, the link to an email address on the website said if you have any you know any concerns you know contact us at and so I sent off the email and to be honest I didn't expect to hear back at all because I thought it just seemed ridiculous that you could get this kind of you know get a response back free of charge so I suppose I sent it and then didn't expect to hear anything back because it was over the weekend and so I was really astonished on Monday when I got an email back from uh, Jenny, who was one of the nurses, and um, and it was quite a long email. And it was quite detailed in terms of what she felt the issues might be and what we could do about it. Um, and I was just totally gobsmacked. And so I replied because I think I had some additional questions. And then she replied back again the same day. 
And I was, like I said, just totally amazed and gobsmacked that from feeling so isolated and, you know, if you need to talk to somebody, you talk to your GP and then you might not be able to get an appointment for a while or, of course, then you've got to, if you want to talk to the oncologist, you've got to run the hurdles of talking to their secretary who's, you know, maybe understandably a bit reluctant to put every caller through. So it's just amazing to be able to talk to somebody who had that specialist knowledge without having to jump through loads of hoops. I just, you know, felt at the time that it would, our lives would have been just so much more difficult, I think, not having that support. And that's really why I got involved with the charity afterwards, because I always knew that, you know, the outcome would be that Jonathan would die. Um, and obviously while he was alive I was kind of focused totally on him um, and didn't have the time to give to anything else but I knew that after he died I probably would and that you know being involved with the charity is something that I really really wanted to do and I always felt you know once he's not around this is what I'm going to do I'm going to get in touch I'm going to, going to do stuff whatever you need me to do um, so yeah so it's made a huge difference yeah, you, you've answered my next question quite nicely. I was going to say, how did you go from then um, being a user of the services to then being now a member of the Patient and Care Board at Pancreatic Cancer UK? So I had contact with her, particularly Jenny, and she, I think she first had said to me, it wasn't about the board because it didn't exist then, but it said, oh, there's this, not long after he died, oh, there is this meeting coming up you might be interested in attending and I think you'd be really great, you know, you'd be a great asset to the charity if you wanted to get involved. And I'm not sure, I think it was too soon after he died for me to feel that I, it was something that I wanted to do, but I was in touch with the charity and I was invited to other meetings. Um, and then a place came up on the research advisory board um, that I applied for a few people had applied for it and the then deputy uh, chief executive had felt that out of the applicants who had applied and been interviewed um, she thought that having patient and carers advisory board for the charity would be a really good thing and so she a, a few people who were on that initial on the first board were people who had come out of the, um, the applications to the research board um, and that's, so that's how I ended up on the, um, on the, the advisory board. And um, yeah, no, I think it's, you know, it's great to, to do something and feel that you can, even maybe if it's just in a small way, do something that, you know, just give something back, really. Well, thank you for listening to the episode today. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, apologies, some of the sound quality wasn't fantastic, but you should have understood everything uh, it's just trying to pin down these busy people who are far too busy uh, doing what they do so brilliantly well congratulations to everybody who got one of those awards thoroughly thoroughly deserved as always you can get in touch with us here at purple rainbow pancreatic cancer podcast you can do so by going to the website purplerainbow.co.uk and until next time we'll see you soon <laughs>